Hey, 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 everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to start off in decency and in order. And we're going to come out of Luke 6 and 31. I'll be reading out of the Messenger Bible. And it says, here is a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you. Then grab the initiative and do it for them. Do to people the way that you want to be done. Amen. Amen. That's Luke 6, 31. Dear Father, thank you, Lord, for today, God. God, we just thank you for bringing us this far. We're almost at the conclusion of 2020. God, we thank you for bringing us and keeping us and having us be able to see another day, God. God, we just thank you for all the things and blessings that you have in store. Continue to open doors. Continue to keep your hands on us, God. God, let something be... Let something be said today where we can be able to plant a seed, God, so somebody that does not know you be able to say, what can I do to be saved? Let's be able to touch the unreachable and, and teach the unteachable, God. Let something be said today that, that plant that same seed of initiative and fire to chase after you, God. God, we just thank you and we glorify you for all the things that you're do doing and what you've already done, the lessons that we've already learned. God, expand the territory of Anointed Radio. Expand it on the airwaves. Expand it in territory. Expand it in expansion, God. God, we ask you, God, to be able to let us have a ministry that glorifies you and to be able to go out and be able to help people that is in need. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. And what I got to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on all um, social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun on Facebook and follow get get all my singles. I got three singles out there. I got a um, award winning single, Jesus, you make me happy. A person, uh, I think it's a fan favorite. Um, Renew my praise. Been nominated for a few songs, and then my new song, the intro into the new genre that I'm heading into, and that's called Goss EDM, which is wake up, bless something new, something to be able to reach the airwaves to spread the gospel to a new audience. Amen. So go ahead and go and download that. That's on all. Um, social media platforms. And I wanted to personally on air um, and under our listeners to say thank you to uh, DJ Envy uh, from the Breakfast Club for giving us a shout out. That is a blessing to be able to be seen by other constituents in radio because I can say personally from my own personal testimony, I watched the Breakfast Club to learn about radio. Honestly, those have been mentors um, because they've been in the field for so many years and to see the things that they've done and how far they've gone and how much they have attained. I just wanted to just say salute to the Breakfast Club, salute to DJ Envy, salute to Charlemagne and um, salute to Angelique. We haven't got Angelique to do a shout out, but we're speaking into existence. We'll get Angelique one, one of these days. So with that being said, um, yeah, make sure you go follow um chris johnson at sing chris j on all social media handles and go to his website sing he has his new song coming out um next week which is called three kings chris johnson he went from i'm chasing to three kings i don't know what three kings gonna be like but i'm probably gonna take something and sing it all the time when he's here 
because it makes him feel special. Yes, guys. So go out and download his music. Um, other um, other thing I want you to do is make sure you go follow everybody's favorite auntie, Dr. Marvin Netta Clay. Um, she's the love child of uh, Marvin Gaye and Etta James. Mix that together. You got Dr. Marvin Netta Clay, and she has uh, Lord knows um, apparel that she's making. Um, it's coming up in the world. Go check out all her songs, Worship Forever, um, They Don't Know. All of them songs that she has, just type in drmarvinettaclay.com, and you can be able to follow all of her social media and um, things that go for her. So check out Dr. Marvinetta Clay. And that is most of the people. Oh, yeah, make sure you go check Chiquita Andrews. She is somewhere. Amen. Pray for her. She is somewhere. She should be here. So if anybody's seen Chiquita Andrews, just say that Pastor Jay's looking for her because she should be on the show right now. Yes, report to the office. Amen. She's there. She's doing something, and it should be on the show. But I just had to put that out there. Amen. Definitely go check out Chiquita Andrews. You can be able to uh, see her at Chiquita Andrews on most social media platforms. Go get her book, The Unbroken. And that is most of the team is holiday. So, you know, it would be Skeleton Crew. I, if, I, if DW wasn't in training, it would just be me right now. You know, but DW's in training. He has he's required to be here until he has this new show, so which comes out December, the first week of December. So stay look out for the DW experience hosted by DW and his team that he will be building. He's gonna have some great, great interviews coming up. So definitely stay tuned. Anointed Ray is doing big things, greater things. And in the beginning of December, we're gonna have a new show by myself called Pastor Jay's teaching hour where it will be a sermon that will be put forth on on the radio so that you can be able to hear a word. You know, a lot of people don't have church right now, and this could be able to spread out the gospel, get a word, and go from there. So that is it from announcements. DW. What's going on, everybody? I am DW. I'm just excited to be here. You know, Pastor Jay, I always say every week, thank you very much for this opportunity to be amongst a, a wonderful great people um I, i'm not gonna make this about me i just want to take this time to give a huge shout out uh to my close friend dr brandy chappelle and her family um her father had a stroke and and um, he is currently in the hospital um, in a coma so we are praying for him um, but i just want to say during this time to everyone out there um, those people who are wearing a smile, staying strong, and carrying a lot on your shoulders. I just want you to know that I see you out there um, as a collective. We are praying for you. Hold your head up. And I hope that this hour, I'm excited to uh, interview with Aretha just to, um, you know, hopefully just pour some some great nuggets, some love, some wisdom, some you know, just really some good stuff to the people that are listening tonight. So, of course, you can go to my handle, DW Experience, on Facebook and Instagram and see everything that is coming. Um, but I'm just glad to be alive in the land of the living nowadays. You know, listen. You sound super old when you say that. I'm just happy to see another day. <laughs> A bull ground. I'm happy you know, I'm, to be with them. I'm you happy. Know, you, know, like, you know, Sean Connery, you know, Rance Allen, you know, people leaving here. It's like, I, I, I'm old. You know, they used to say back in the day, I'm just glad to be alive in my right mind. And this is real church. In your right mind. Clothed in your right mind. Clothed in my right mind. With the real right portion. Uh, 
with Jesus on my mind. Jesus Hallelujah. on my mind. Hallelujah. See, that <laughs> one thing I could just say is that it is a blessing to be able to say that I have made it this far. Just every everybody out there just speaking and say, I have made it this far. There is a reason because God has a purpose over your life still right now. If he didn't, you would not be able to see any of what we're talking about right now because you'd be with him. So with that being said, all I can say is this: stay encouraged because God no matter how dark it gets, there's always some light coming somewhere. And with that being said, make sure you go ahead and share this live anywhere you're seeing it. YouTube, Facebook, Facebook page, any of them. Share the live. Um, like it, share, download the Anointed Radio page. Plant a seed if you can at the cash app of Anointed Radio. And we have the Miss Lovely Aretha Harding, everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> <Welcome>. Hello. <laughs> Where can they find you? On all social media outlets. Every one of them. There's not a one I can't be found on. What <laughs> is your handle? Uh, well, um, uh, um, oh, God, sorry. AretaHeart.com. They can they can straight to my to my page. They can go to into my uh, Facebook page, my um, Instagram page. Also, it's the, everything. Important. I keep okay. it really. Easy. I don't have no nicknames and all that stuff. Got you. All right. So you heard it. So make sure you go follow her on all of her social media handles. Make sure you go check out her website, RethaHarding.com. And with that being said. You know what? We're gonna do this a little different. We're gonna play some. Um, we're gonna play some music after we talk to you. So we're gonna go ahead and go into the interview. I want to go into the interview and first do this. This is a Pastor Jay icebreaker question. You ready? I, I hope so. <laughs> okay, you ready? So if you had to pick an island tropical place to vacation. For 30 days, where would you go? I would go to Kauai. Why? Because I feel that that is God's country. I just left there. Beautiful. I had a really nice experience there. and I can hear God clearly there. Did you write a new song? No, but actually I completed a song. Okay. Come through with that. I, completion. Uh, that's completed. The, the name of the album. I just need 15%. Completion. <laughs> that should yeah, be the I, name. I completed a, a song. Yeah. So um, so to tell everybody, where, um, where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Oh, I was born and raised right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. She's a Nevadian. Yeah. Everybody, she's in the right <laughs> She is here, a born and raised Nevadian. And what was the very first ministry you did when you came to um, church? When you first came to the ministry, came to church, what was the very first ministry that you did on your own um, and you wanted to be part of? Because mine was culinary. I cooked, you know, I cooked food after church and 
because I, fe- I didn't felt like you didn't have to be in front of nobody. You didn't have to go talk. Mm-hmm. You just had to make food and give stuff. And we warmed up the pizza on Bible study. And and that's really all I had to do until I got voluntold to be on a choir. And I was like, what? Choir? Mm-hmm. And then I did choir. So what was choir. your very first ministry? My very first ministry was youth choir. Youth choir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you do all the leads? No, I did not. Nobody knew that I could that I could until I was fourteen. Wow. So was it because of nerves that you didn't want people to know your gift? Uh, no, it, you know sometimes they had their favorites, and so mm. kind of like sit back and wait, and um, until it's your time. I actually okay. played the trumpet in the band. Um, that was there when we would do musicals. Um, it was a field bus that played horn um, in high school and part of part of the, the band. Amen. So you're multi-talented with instrument and vocals. <laughs> no, not with that instrument, no. <laughs> I, I sat down on graduation day. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't feel so bad because I, I think... I wish I could go back and find the knowledge I remember because I played saxophone. And then when the drum line came out, um, I put the saxophone down because I mm-hmm. and I went to the drum line because oh. I wanted to be the next Nick Cannon. And then I found <laughs> out I couldn't be the next Nick Cannon. So um, I just started playing football because I said, I'm going to be on the same field. That's that's the like same. Drum. <laughs> yeah. Drums got put down. So I understand. Yeah. I, I can't even do drums in church. I, I lose beat. and I Yeah. It's horrible. So I understand you you put it down. Sometimes you put down things to be able to pick up greater things. Ah. Oh, come on now. Come on. (laughs) I did. Yeah. So DW, I'm letting you take over because I see in your head you got like a whole like dictionary worth of, of questions. So go ahead. I'm I'm you know, I'm just listening and learning to navigate, but I, I do have some I um I love your voice. I um listening to you, you have like this when you said Trump and I'm like, that's the the like I hear your your tones and the richness in your voice and you can sing anything. So as I was listening to some of your interviews and some of your music, I do notice that you are very um committed to ministry and and committed to singing gospel. Um so and I, I ask this question of a lot of artists. Um, I guess my first question is, why not sing outside of gospel? Like, why not branch out into other areas of gospel? Um, and have you had those opportunities and turned it down? Yes, I've had those opportunities. Um, but I saw what was behind it. And what was behind it was not of God. And so I was not willing to sacrifice anything. I was not willing to do that. Okay, so would you sing outside of gospel if the right opportunity presented itself? Or, you know, like, where are you with that? Well, if it, if, if it remained humble, then I would. But a lot of it was um, like the attraction. I got the, you know that the, the anointing is, is attractive. And so, but they take it to a whole nother level where 
they want to be your manager, but then they want to be your lover, then they want to be your husband, um, and then you find out they the they married already. <laughs> so I ran into a lot of that, and I said, you know what, I'm cool. I'll I'll stick to what I know. Have you have you had those experiences in the gospel industry? Oh, ridiculous! It's it's worse in gospel than it is in secular. Yeah. That's the second person we've heard say that, Pastor Jay. My so so okay. Let me dig this, and I'll, I'll move forward. But you know, as a woman in the industry, yeah. how have you navigated to really keep your brand um, genuine, polished, ha or, or not tainted? How have you managed to keep your career, and have you ever wanted to give up? Um, I think early on, when I was maybe nineteen, um, being new into it and seeing what went at me. Um, but thank God I had my manager who was my brother. And so he kind of protected me that way. So I was kind of protected. But then when I was um, going into my 30s and my other projects, then I was in it by myself. But I made sure that I was around people um, who was um, for me and not trying to you know, backdoor me, you know, trying to get something, trying to fill my coattail. And then when they get what they need, then, you know, I don't have a problem with helping people with their projects, singing on anybody's project. And I think that's what you should do is to help people because we're all in the same, we're, we're, we're all doing the same thing. We're all fighting um, for the same, uh, for the same God, same savior. And if we do it together, make it that much easier to be friends in this and not um, competition. I don't do competition. So, so I have to ask okay. on this. Um, do you feel that in the industry now as a upcoming artist, that there's a lot of, how can I say obstacles that keep that that's trying to keep you on the same level and stop you from elevating to the next level? Well, I can say that I've had some people who are not um, supportive of me that um, they would like almost like smiling faces, a little bit of that smiling faces. Um, but then I have more people love what I do. And because I've I've always given everything that I've had to help everybody. But, it, you know, sometimes when you give a lot. And when it's your turn, you don't get that same, you don't get that same um, help or that support. And so I've learned to do things in silence. And by the time they know anything, I've already had two albums out and then a single. You know, so I've learned to work in silence and that's what God is to do is to work in silence. So. So what I would say, what would be your main thing of keeping you positive and motivated the whole time? Is there a scripture? Is it a song? Is it, you know, a, a support group? You know, what tools do you use to stay positive during downtimes? Because I know there's a lot of people that are artists because artistry right now is really hard because it's not like it used to. It's not many concerts, not many churches, not many, not many events that you could go and, and, and display to elevate your brand. Um, so what do you do to stay positive and to keep the light that you, you know, and, and, and keep in light of your gift? Well, I, I do a lot of things overseas. 
And so I um, don't do a lot in the United States, but overseas, um, I have a lot of contacts. And so um, it like the, like there's an Asian um, network and I just happened to um, have an interview, um, an interview with the CEO and it's, it's like Vegas TV, but he owns all the networks that's in Asia and in the Philippines. And so I was able to um, do an interview with their, with their um, person that's, that's over the network. And so I did an interview a couple of weeks ago. So that's getting ready to come out. It's going to be all over the Philippines and all over Asia. So, you know, God always, he always keeps me in contact with, with the people that I need to be in contact with. Because my, my, you know, nobody's music is just for them. It's for everybody else. But um, once you put um, songs out and you know it's for healing, my my songs are for mass healings. It's, it's not for um, just to get an award. I'm not into getting the awards. I don't really care about the Doug Awards or the Stella Awards or anything like that. I don't, I don't care about that. I care about the soul. I care about um, um, singing the people's heart and, and, and changing their life. And a lot of the music that we write, and you know, we're all artists, we write um, through our pain. We, we write through our pain. And sure everything that. that we've gone through, every our testimony is not for us. Our testimony is for somebody else. So God takes us through hell <laughs> to so for us to write so we can get out. I, I love what you said. Um I was I was listening to power and testimony. I just had to add on to that. That's power yeah. of testimony because that's showing out to people that no matter how many times you've kicked down, no matter how strung out you were, no matter how abusive situation you were in, that God got you out of that situation. And and, and I'm going to let somebody know a secret because somebody's probably going through this right now. And he did it by himself. He didn't send nobody. Nobody came in. Apophila. Nobody came. Come on. And, and, and did nothing. He got you out mm-hmm. by himself with no help because a lot of times he has to get uh, get you by yourself to actually give you the healing, the deliverance, and the strength that you need to get out of situations. If you think about those hard situations, God isolated you in the situation. I remember my situation. I got isolated real quick. And I was like, God, you didn't forget, you didn't forsaken me. I ain't got no friends. Nobody want to talk to me about what I'm going through. God, why am I going through this by myself? Everybody, he he ha ha. They not even living for you, God, and they chilling. And I'm over here living for you, spreading the gospel. I had the nerve to open up a radio station, and I'm doing all this stuff you didn't told me to do, and I'm doing it. And I end up so many times by myself. Yeah, wants you by himself yep. because it takes you away from influence of people. Mm-hmm. Because then you will stop validating yourself with what people think, and you will validate yourself with what God thinks. That's what the definition of study thyself approve. It's not to learn all this stuff so that you could think that you are a scholar. It is to actually show thyself approved before God that you're doing what God told you, not what people told you. You're not speaking what you the people want to 
hear you speaking what God wants you to say. So That's I, right. had, I just had to put that out there. So yeah, I, I agree. I had I had to agree with you. Go ahead, DW. I, that's my preacher inter, inter, interjection. No, that, that was it. So I, I just want to ask, you know, um, what was your pain? Oh my God. Let me see. Where, where do I start? Because um, you said you think through your pain. So yes. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of a lot of artists that I've met, a lot of young artists, you know, they're on the fence. Um, as creatives, it's just natural. We go through a lot. You yeah. know, and, and just the that just as creative, we're sensitive too. So I, I think people will want to hear like, what was or what is your pain, and how do you sing through it, and how do you get through it? Okay, well that's going to be real emotional, and I pray that these tears stay back. Um, but I, I would say I was a first lady for about eighteen years, mm -hmm. and for the first seven. Um, I was not even recognized from my husband as the first lady or his wife. He would just call me, oh, Aretha's going to come and sing a song before I preach, or Aretha's going to do this, or Aretha's going to do that. And people didn't even know that he was married. They just thought that I was his oldest daughter, you know. And so... <sighs> not having the acknowledgement of being your wife or being the first lady or anything like that. And then it was, um, if I was over the, I was put in place as to be the minister of music um, over worship. And so it was like a competition where they didn't come to see you, they came to see me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're a team. You know, if, if I do my job and and if I set the atmosphere, it'd be just that much easier for you to bring the word. You should just be coming in here saying Jesus and folks should be falling out by the end. But it was, it was like a competition. And he would come in and, and say, oh, the Lord told me to say this. And the Lord ain't told him to say nothing. And he would drop that and the, and the spirit would just be done. And I'm like, why does he do that? Because he didn't want it to through me. He wanted it to come through him. And him only, but not knowing that we're a team, we're a team at this. And wh why would you jeopardize um, souls that you're responsible for? And people are coming to Christ, and they're joining the church, and they're trusting us with with their with their lives, with their soul. And you you're too busy thinking it's about you, and not thinking it's about the kingdom. What are we doing for the kingdom? And it shouldn't be like that. Oh. Raised seven kids, and um, you're, you're through. Yeah, he was messing with women in the church, and about five of them. And but then by the time, by the time that was over, it it reached maybe thirty. And mm. I'm like, wow! And I still had to remain humble. I still had to remain through all of that, and so. Um, there's my Veneta. <laughs> so I still had to remain um, calm. But after a while, after so many, me forgiving him, me forgiving him, me forgiving him, I said, what, I'm going to give you a little taste of this. And I'm warming enough to say, and I was like, okay, I'm going to see how you like it. But you know what happened? God kicked my behind. 
He didn't get him. He got me. And I said, the Lord, he did this this many times. And one time? What are you doing? And he said, because you are my anointed. You are my anointed. He said, so I'm and he took everything. He took family. He took cars. He took money. He took jobs. He took everything. He said, you once told me that if you if you were homeless, that you would still serve me. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. And if I tell you within a twinkling of an eye, I was homeless and I had nothing. He said, would you still serve me? And I said, yeah, I'll still serve you. And he never allowed me to lay my head on the ground. But he allowed me to go into different homes with my children. But I was a blessing to those homes. Some homes I had to sing in, some homes I had to clean and I had to cook in to, to earn my keep because I didn't have anything. And the Lord was just saying, you know, just keep doing this and keep doing this. And then, and then I didn't have a car. Then he busted me with a car that I only paid a dollar thirty-five for. And it was paid in full with that dollar thirty-five. And he gave me a house and he showed me, he showed me keys in my hand. And I, I was getting ready to be homeless again. And and I um I'm sorry, but it it is what it is. I was uh, I was getting ready to be homeless again. And he showed me keys. And I said, Lord, why would you show me keys? And I'm getting ready to get put out. So I go to this lady and I said, you know, um, do you have any houses for rent? And I, another friend of mine who was also going through um she was getting ready to get out too. So we bed our, our money together and we went in a suite. And it was um, my three, my two girls and my grandbaby and me and my me, me and my friend Latanya, and I can say her name. And she, she, I talked her into getting it for the whole month. I said, just give us a month and we could figure, figure it out. And she said, no, she said, anytime the Lord show you something, he does it. And I said, yeah, but I just need a peace of mind right now. I just need to know that I'm going to be in this particular bed for one month. And so she was like, oh, okay. Even three days later, I got a phone call and they said, oh, I'm so sorry. I was busy with family. And can you come and see the house at six o'clock in the morning? And I said, sure. And I said, Tanya, come with me. And we go and we see the house and God, God tells me, you'll be here for two years. And I'm like, what? I don't have any money. And the lady says, well, I just need somebody in the house. Here, you take the key and move in today. And don't worry about this month's rent. It's on me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she walks off. I say, well, wait a minute. Is there a lease? Or uh, how much do you want me to pay? And she said, well, it's $1,000, but what can you afford? I said, well, I can only afford $800. And she said, okay. All right, we'll do that. So... We ended up moving in, and I let her stay at the at the um, at the suite for um, for that month, and then me and my group moved in that particular day, and we were there for for two years. So, if you if you stay focused and you listen to him, he'll never ever lead you wrong. Just make sure that you're hearing him clearly and not going on yourself. So. I can, you know, those are those are some of the things that I went through. 
So, and uh, but it also ended up as a blessing. And still ministering and singing yes. during that entire time. Like mm -hmm. I have, I literally have goosebumps and chills on my arms right now, listening oh. to you. Like, I, I think one, I appreciate your vulnerability, but I, I don't know about anybody else, but I so know that there are a lot of young women that are listening to this who are in relationships, feeling stifled, going through that pain that like you're really helping them. And I can just see just even talking to you like you're just the real deal. Like I can just feel your sincerity. Like, and I, you know, we need more gospel artists like that. So wow, that was, thank you. And I, I want to say, first of all, thank you for telling your testimony, because first of all, it frees you and it be, it's able to free somebody else. Um, yeah. A lot of times young young women look at I, and I could just speak being that I've been over a lot of young women as you've passed her twice now. Um, a lot of young women look at the, the older women in the church that's singing and powerful like a Dr. Clay, you know, and mm -hmm. think that Dr. Clay ain't never been through nothing okay. like she just been anointed. And if and if people knew Dr. Clay's story, baby, uh, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> to be because this is the generation that needs to be transparent because it's been so much what happens in this house stays in this house mm -hmm. and cause so much damage where people couldn't be free because they never knew the way to get out yes. they didn't know who to trust they didn't know where to run to they didn't know what to do what scripture to read you know a lot of a lot of times i remember we we forgot to give the basic instructions of christianity Mm -hmm. When a lot of people learned about this whole thing called Christianity, you know, we tell you we have a good thing of service. You know, we talk a good game. And then when you leave the service, they never give you the book to be like, you know, they say, read your word. But then they will right. never give you guidance. What word should I read it for this situation? And yeah. if and if if I'm going through this because it's so crazy um, uh now go. I know Dr. Clay got something, but I have to say this. It's so crazy in the church. We scared to talk about sex, sex and sexual situations, but we the most sexual deviant people out there. More than I feel like the the somebody's the, gonna get you right now. I know, I know. I'm just gonna I'll take that. But when I say and the reason why I say that is this: I've heard so many people in in. When it comes down to the church, talk about sexual abuse, sexual um, issues and things like that. And it's always hush hush. It's always this. It's always that. You know, you expect it in, in the secular world. You expect people to act a certain way and, and to be a certain way. But when it comes to the church, they we have this absent of mind saying that it doesn't happen, but it does. And there's been a lot of shows, even on Anointed Radio, that have talked about how people that have gone through things mm -hmm. in the church and it felt like they couldn't say their voice. They couldn't say they went through some pain. They couldn't say that, you know, so the, the person lied on them. They couldn't say that they, they there was cheating and adultery. They couldn't say that all this stuff because they had to keep an image, but mm -hmm. the image never brought deliverance. An image right. never brought any any anybody to be free of what they were going through because I, I thought we were taught as kids it's better to tell the truth of what you're really going through than to lie because you lie so much you forget what you what you are about and what you talk what you talked about right. before right 
And I think that that's a big thing in the church, especially in this year of 2020. And I'm not going to try to preach. I just want to say more of a testimony to it because we have to be more transparent if we think we're going to reach souls. If you can't be real with yourself, you can't be real with nobody else. People see that. I'll tell you, when people try to preach to me when I was younger, I'll be like, how can you be mean? You was just mean to somebody that was homeless that walked by the church, but you want me to join the church. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? You couldn't show that same love of the Lord to people that didn't look like your standard. Uh, But then come around and have judgment. I, and and, and it's just, I know I'm not the only one who's seen you go to church and people be hallelujah, hallelujah, and then be gossiping and lying and, and all kind of stuff as soon as you get into the parking lot. And it's it's the consistency of this year that we have to show transparency. Yes, somebody has been through some sexual issues. Yes, somebody has went through homosexuality. Yes, somebody has went through drugs. Yes, somebody has been on alcohol and they can't get off of it. Yes, they somebody had a baby out of wedlock. Yes, somebody has anger issues and cuss people out as soon as they leave church. But that is the journey. And the only way you could get through the journey is being honest. Because yeah. God says, come as you are. And it ain't talking about no clothes. They're talking about the situations yeah. that you deal with on the daily that some people don't know. And you ashamed to put forth before the people. Dr. Yeah. Clay. Well, you know. Welcome, Dr. Hey, Clay. hey, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Sorry Ooh. I'm late, but you know. Hey, Mimi. Hey, what's going on? Good seeing your beautiful face. Me Amen. too. Even though we don't see each other, but that's still my sister right there. She know it. That's right. <laughs> All right, we, we, been, we've, been <laughs> we've been through some stuff. Yes, we have. Yes, yes we have. We know some of our testimonies personally, yes. you know. Right. So, I'm and glad I'm you are. I shared that with you, <laughs> yeah, big time. Me too. Okay, uh, and, and we got some more share. So, um, but I want to say that you know, I was listening to uh, fellowship on tonight, and one of the key words that was being said that. Um, as to what you were saying, Pastor Jay, was that there is a shift that is taking place. And I know a lot of people want to go back to the normalcy, but there's not going to be no normalcy no more, unfortunately. It's not going to be no normalcy no more. This is the newness. This is the new thing. And there's even more to come. So the thing of it is, there's a shift that's taking place. That's why God is moving so much out the way. And Come on. he's preparing a new generation, new yes. soldiers, new generals, new people to be in place so that what yes. you've been talking about Jesus. will be the days of the old. And that Girl, the new what I've been saying. Jesus Christ. You hear what he I'm just saying? came in here to preach. He just came in on fire. <laughs> oh, God. And, yeah. and, you know, I can I can testify to that. that new she teamed in that one. That was a good alley oop. That yeah. was a good game, Dr. Clay. You better, you better say that. I've been saying that for a minute. You know, God, it's just changing other guards. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's a change. It's a change you know, I've heard, yeah. heard that for the last three yeah. years. And they it's think like I'm trying to tell you. Of the guards. It's going to be these young, it's going to be these young cats coming in here. The prophets. Well, you know what? Can we talk about the changing of the guards, y'all? 
The changing yes. of the guards. Yes. Can I, can I say something that's scriptural? If you think about it, mm -hmm. the changing of the guards. A lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that David got in trouble because he tried mm -hmm. to do something that was not meant for him. All he had to do was lay the foundation. Hello, mm -hmm. somebody. And that was making the holy of holy, the holy temple that King Solomon, his son, the next generation, did. And David tried to do it hard. I mean, he tried everything to be able to build yeah. that temple. And God was like, that's not for you. That don't touch it. It's not for you. It's for the changing of well, the, guard. the guards. Yeah, and, it will not be fit for you to do it because you don't got the tool or the mindset. To right. You got the mindset of bringing me out the desert into the the into Jerusalem. You need to remember that you are building the foundation, mm -hmm. not setting up That's the temple. It. Some of us are foundation people. I could I could envision all this stuff for anointed radio, but it could be Jaden and Jeremiah that takes the torch to bring it to the next level for the next generation. I just have to be obedient. Hello, somebody. Lay the foundation. That's and if it. God opens to say so that I can be in the number <laughs> to lead to yeah. the next level, then yeah. that is what's said. But if it's me saying right here, right yep. here, to be able to lay that foundation for mm -hmm. my next generation, then that is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to say that sometimes because sometimes mm -hmm. our ambitions get bigger than our obedience. But that's a whole well, that's, that's a selfish spirit. That's all that is. That's a selfish spirit. The reason why it's hard to say it. Because the thing of it is, is that God never promised that we was going to be here forever. That, that, part. Huh, that part. And, and yeah. so the time that he has allotted us to have, we have to make well up, for real, for real. If I mm -hmm. keep, if I, I've all, Jay, you already know where I stand, and where I'm at today is in a whole nother place. And and seeing the transition on my brother has really took me somewhere. And I kept asking God, I said, "What is it that you want me to learn from this?" And one thing I've been learning and, and really valuing a whole lot of is that our soul is our most valuable possession that we are. That we have and where where that goes is what really is really what's important but the mm -hmm. thing of it is while we have this borrowed tomb this i mean this borrowed body we got to do what we got to do to make sure this body is up to part to be the new generals and those that god mm -hmm. is putting in place because if your body ain't right you can't be the general you Come can't on. set nothing forth you can't put nothing in place your body the temple that god has given us that he said mm -hmm. to take this temple, he said, make it holy, acceptable. This temple that we have, it is imperative that we take care of and take well good care of it so that what God has for us as we are processing and getting ready, when God said, go, you're ready to go. No COVID, no cancer, no diabetes, mm -hmm. no heartaches, no high blood pressure, no offer, none of that will be able to hold you back if you take care mm -hmm. of what God has given you. Because there's some promises. Promises of what? Yes and amen. And all he mm -hmm. wants is for his people that he has put in place and the ones he are bringing up to be ready for this change because there's a shift going on. Yeah. All I can say is this lady talked about it real quick and when she said when you drive a car and you got a stick shift, there's some things that's going on and you got to be in control of it all. You got your foot on the gas pedal. You got your other foot on the on the clutch, and you got your other foot hand on the wheel, and you got your hand on the stick. So now, what's what gear are you gonna be in? Are you gonna be in one gear? Or are you gonna get all the way up to five? 
Come on now. If you're going to stay mm -hmm. stuck, there's something wrong. Because you're going to yep. stay stuck in one gear and ain't going to move. So you got five, six years that you got to move all the way to what God wants you to be in. So that's why the shifts have to take place. Because some mm -hmm. people are stuck still in number one. So I'm just mm -hmm. saying. So. And speaking of the temple on the body, I just, I, I don't mean to be off subject, but every time I hear you say seven kids and a grandbaby, and I keep looking at you, I'm like, seven kids, grandbaby. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean. She, she can attest to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, Dr. Clay brought up a very, very valid point. I believe health is, health is, is part of wealth. I'm, I'm all about taking care of yourself. What, I mean. Seven kids and a grandbaby, and you don't—you don't look like anything you've been through. Like I'm listening to you, and we all have a testimony. I got my testimony. I don't look like what I've been through. That's for another show. Right. So, I mean, what do you do? You have an you and these old people phrases. If you say I'm one old people, we don't look like what we've been been through. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know. I'm happy to see this day. Hallelujah. I Amen. am an old soul. I used to take cod liver oil growing up. My grandmother used to oh, God. in my we clothes all... going to school. Uh, y'all don't know nothing about that. Oh, yes, you do, boo. <laughs> what you talking about? BC powder. <laughs> right. Jesus. Trying to get some headaches out the way. Don't play. Yeah. Jesus. I used to get in your old phrase. But yeah, what? But what, so you know, what do you do to look like you do? Uh, I don't stress. Oh, mm. that is. Say that one more time. I do Come not on. stress. I do not stress. Jesus Christ. Okay. You know how you have you have some bills due, right? And and I can I can say this. I haven't clocked the clock since 2010, July 27, 2010. Mm -hmm. And that was a journey of learning to trust God. Yeah. Okay. And so the other day, um, like I said, I just came from Kauai and that was a blessing to even go there. But I came back and didn't know that I, I re-registered my car. And you know, when you come back from vacation, you broke. Period. <laughs> you didn't you didn't spend everything. everything. <laughs> so I I I was talking to my sister and she says, uh, I just had to um, go to the DMV and they the mafia. The, the, the DMV is the mafia. So I was like, oh, oh Stephanie, I forgot to, I forgot to um, pay my, to renew my car. I'm, I'm riding dirty, you know? And I said, Lord, you know what I need. You know when I need it and then you know how I need it. Now I'm going to sleep. I put it in your hands. And if I tell you 20 minutes after that prayer, I had, Bing on my phone, five hundred and forty something dollars. Amen. I was like, Well, amen, hallelujah. And I got <laughs> up just yesterday and went to the DMV and got that new got them tags amen. for that car. So I I get it. It's I don't stress about nothing. I gave it to him and I laid down. You learned That's the it. definition of letting go and letting God. Yes. I, I, I have learned he is my Jehovah Jireh. He Amen. is my total provider. I love what you, oh, what peace we often forfeit. All because we don't carry things to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm old. old, old I'm old to that. But 
But you know, a lot of people don't realize on, on the serious note, stress is a silent killer. A lot of people have backaches. You know, I hate to say it, but a lot of it, cancer, blood pressure, yeah. all of these different ailments. And we go like, well, maybe I'm just eating too much salt or, you know, maybe no. It's it's the stress that lives in your body. I'm with you. Like yeah. I try to live as stress free as possible. And part of that is putting my my trust in God. The things I can't figure out, I'm like, Lord, this is why I have faith. This is why I believe in you. This is why we we walk together. Because there are times when I have to go. I can't do this. I I'm not even going to try to figure this out. This is beyond me. I'm going to trust you so that I can relieve the stress. A lot of people, Christians especially, this is what confuses me. Christian people who don't carry their problems to God. Hmm. You say take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. But saying. a lot of people try to figure it out on their yeah. own. A lot of people go like, well, I'm just going to figure it out. Well, you know, God's taking too long. I'm just going to do this. And it's like, well, I got an answer to it. And, you know, and, and I think me, Dr. Clay and Aretha have the answer to it. A lot of people do prayer, but they don't meditate mm -hmm. on the word. They don't. What they, do a lot, they do a whole lot of talking. A lot of talking. They don't do a lot of listening. Mm -hmm. And and see, when you meditate on the word, not just read yeah. it. I mean, meditate. If you think about it, when Jesus did something, he went away and what meditated. meditated. He had to. He had to be able to get his get it back. You know, when when the woman um, touched his hem, it took something from him. Yeah. Think yeah. about it, right? And and he had to do what. He had to restore that. Restore himself. You, if you are running on fumes, you're not going to be able to really think well. You're not going to be able to be able to truly trust because you're not balanced yourself. That's that goes into the mental health. If you think about it, people depressed because they off balance. There's something wrong with your routine. There's a lot of, a lot of people that is that's that's working on a whole lot of half empty. It's half empty over here, half empty over there, you know, and then wonder why everything in their life is is half full. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it gets to the point where you have to learn how to meditate. I'm not saying I got all the answers because I still go through some stresses. Dr. Clay quite know well. I bring it to God. Though. I'll be like, Auntie Clay, they work in my nerves today. And past the title going to come off. And and she bring me back to realign. I pray. I meditate. Do what I got to do. And I'm back. But it's just saying that has to be a constant 24 daily routine that you do is to stay mm -hmm. balanced, stay prayed up, stay meditating on God and letting, letting God speak back to you. Because when you don't let him speak back. You just talking in a, it's kind of like a person that's having an argument and they ready. They, they not, they don't hear nothing, but what they going to say next. Yeah. They that's don't hear nothing you're saying. They don't hear nothing you're saying. They just already got their response. They just, and you're like, did you hear what I said? Like, no, but I know that. Do you remember back in 1976, you know, things <laughs> like that when they stay in mental prisons, because most people, you could tell where people are and if they have an unforgiving heart, is if they're still talking about the past mm -hmm. and they can't say nothing new. It's like having spiritual dementia. You talk mm -hmm. about what somebody did to you back when you was a kid. You talk about this and you stuck there. That's all they can talk about. They can't talk about nothing new because we put ourselves in spiritual prisons where something happens to us traumatically and it's a form like P PTSD, but we stay there. And one thing that I got to tell somebody out there listening, you cannot stay in that. 
You cannot stay in 1968. You cannot stay in 1998. You cannot stay in 2008. You need to get out of that and live today because you're not living to your full capability because you're still living back then. Mm. Boom. So, Come on out. So, so, so going back to music because we just start preaching. Y'all. We, it's, you got too well, many. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> hey, the, the northern is hell. I'm telling you, I was about to get out. I see. So, I, I, I definitely want to say, what inspired Heal the Land, your newest? Uh, single heal the land what inspired it wow um well the pandemic and i was praying and i knew years ago that god was going to shut it down and me and marvinetta was going to church together and and i remember i said god is getting ready to shut it down all churches from the four corners he's getting ready to Mm -hmm. shut it down because people, uh, this, these pastors, these these prophets, these so-called prophets and these evangelists, they just didn't pimp his gift and he's just tired. It ain't got nothing to do with the presidency. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It has to do with church and the church is out of order. And so I said, he's getting ready to shut it down. And I was saying that for like three years. I said, I'm trying to tell you, get it together. You better get your water together, remember? You better get your right, get your beans and get all that. I was saying that before this even happened. And when it happened, I was so glad that I listened and and um, took the word that I was saying and applied it in my home. And I said, okay, um, boy, what, what do we get out of this? And he, what he told me was, what you birth in season will be your marketplace because there will be no more jobs. You have to now make your own marketing. If you're a cook, you're going to sell dinners. If you're a nurse, you be a, a home nurse. If you're starting a business, if, you are, if you're a writer, if you're writing books, it's to do it in this season. And he shut everything all the way down so people can have a connection with him. Not to a pastor, not a man, not to paying ties to this person and paying tithes for this or he shut that all the way down with no reason to pay nobody no time at all because he placed your home to your relationship with him it was all about relationship because they had they had lost it they they were believing in the man of god and not believing man in god period so I said, okay, so everybody had to be on the same level, rich and poor, all on the same level. Level you playing had, field. You had, on the same playing field. You have these billion dollars straight out because they can't fly their planes. We don't have no planes, so we good with Uber We good. <laughs> they, they, they have to really like, oh my God. That killer spread, y'all. Just throw that out there. Killer spread, some tuna, you know, some hot dogs. Throw that all together. I, I grew up real poor. So I understand how to eat. You know, so we, we, we I just don't like to. I choose not to. I just yeah. throw that out there. I got bougie when I got older. When I was like, the things that you did <laughs> as a child, 
You will not do it. You're right. Sunny D is the, nothing but the devil and liquid diabetes. I just want it to is. Know. It is. But we thank God for Sunny D because it kept but us. Sunny D kept us as a child. And I really thought I got nourishment from, from that. It's not juice, it's drank. I just want everybody to know that it's not juice. There's a difference between juice and drink. And I really thought that Sunny D had vitamins and all these good things. And I used to drink and say, I'm drinking my orange juice and wondered why when you drink that, uh, what is that, Florida Natural, and you drink Sunny D, like, why it tastes different? Because that's juice versus drink. <laughs> yeah, I just want y'all to know that it was a traumatic season. It's never great, great to grow up poor. Um, shout out to all the people that didn't have to, but I did. So yeah, yeah. But it's a blessing. I know how to make. I know how to make a story though. Yeah, throw that out. Do I want to eat that though? Yeah, but um, he gave me Second uh, Chronicles seven and fourteen. If my people who are called on me will humble themselves and pray. Oh my goodness! Stop! 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 What you just said right now. Say that. Say that scripture again. Second Chronicles, seven and fourteen. That's prophetic right there, and I have to say that for a reason. I literally, a few months ago, was stuck. Dr. Clay, remember this? I was on the side of the freeway, and it was yep. hot. And it was a sign that said prayer changes everything. Mm. And that scripture was right in front of it. <laughs> That's prophetic. So I want somebody say the scripture one more time because somebody on here had to hear that scripture. Seven and fourteen. Second chron first chronicles, second chronicles. Second chronicles. Second chronicles. 7 and 14. Somebody out there, while you're sharing this live, liking this live, and downloading the Anointed Radio app, go save that because Second Chronicles 7 14, there's a blessing in the mist in that word. And somebody had to hear it because if I heard the same word and she brought the same word, Dr. Clay, anybody else heard that same word? Anybody got that? Yes, sir. Oh. Okay, so that's confirmation with the with the three. So that same word has been brought up multiple times and our three different lives. Somebody out here had to hear that tonight because Second Chronicles 714 is going to change somebody's life out there. You just have to go out and get the answer. Somebody was looking for that answer, and it's right there because prayer changes everything. Bam, I'm going to let you go back. I just had to say that because that was amazing. You kind of blew my mind saying that because I was sitting here like, what? I know she didn't just say the scripture that I was talking about with you know, being stuck. I literally was stuck in front of that sign for two hours and all I had to do is keep reading prayer changes things. Second Chronicles 7 to 14. That's, and and, and and guess what? When when you finally repent, oh, come on. will heal the land. The land. My God. It is something. Download that song. I just want y'all to know that. Go, go, um, yeah. If, if we're going to preach about it, you got to humble yourself first. That part. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody whole, wants to go in prayer, but nobody wants to humble themselves and say, mm -hmm. you know what, Lord? I, I, it's me. Uh, uh, the key word, the key word that they missing in that whole entire scripture is that first two-letter word. It said if. <laughs> yep. Not when. Mm -hmm. so right. 
you know. I'm just saying. And, and we, we free will right there. I'm with you. You know, so, we, we live in a world where people are caught up in themselves. Social media has allowed us all yeah. to be celebrities mm -hmm. and nobody. So funny, I was just reading about it. It's like the difference between one person that makes it to heaven and the rich man that didn't make it in, he couldn't leave his riches. He couldn't humble himself and let go of the material stuff, which is right. I love about their ministry. You know, a lot of people in the gospel Sec sector of the industry, it is very business-like, you know, going to the Stellar Awards, um, going to like the Roots Magazine last year, I saw so many celebrities, gospel celebrities, and that's all they were, gospel exactly. celebrities. You didn't feel, mm -hmm. no shade to anybody out there, but you didn't feel the sincerity, you know, the ministry, the love, like from you, I just feel this this love, this sincerity and, and true ministry. And you find this balance of entertainment and, and ministry. So I, I, I mean, I wanna know how do you find that balance? You asking, you asking me I'm or asking you Because you yeah, know, you. gospel, you, you sing at the House of Blues. Yeah, with you, um, so we asking, we asking you. That's you sing at the House of Blues, you, you, have, you have singles, you have an album. You know, Marvinette and I, we know each other from, from shout out to Jonathan Greer. Um, and, and we've been blessed to perform and 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 entertain as well as, as mm -hmm. minister. I know for me how I found that balance, but for you as a gospel singer, how have you found that balance of I'm ministering, but I'm ministering at the House of Blues. So I, I know yeah. part of this is, you know, I gotta dress and say, you can't just come in and flip flops. You gotta walk the stage and, mm -hmm. and do all of that. How do you find that balance? Well, I'm serious. Um, I know. <laughs> I kept it ministry because you never know who you're singing to. And when you're in the blues, you're from people to people from all over the world. They're not locals. They're from mm -hmm. all over. And times um, with different shows and you know how they come and they, they buy your, your CDs at, at, and they will tell you um, you know what I was getting ready to finish this dinner and finish this show and go up to the room and shoot myself mm -hmm. I was getting ready to end my life yeah or I was getting ready to divorce my wife and move to this and, that, and they tell their story and then yeah. some people are just hurting and they have lost loved ones. And, you know, I had to sing with that's losing my father and then losing my mom. And, you know, and I had to go through that. But I understood in this season, it was the changing of the guard. I knew that. I knew he was going to take out a whole generation. But keeping the ministry mind, you're not doing a show. Yeah, they yeah. paid, it, but you're going to feel God. I want you to experience the Holy Spirit. That's what I want you. To and so that that was my whole mindset. He gave a great show, but it was ministry because there were times where I could hear people speaking in tongues. I, there were some times I went into tongues on stage, and they would say, "Oh, you can't do that." Yes, I can. If mm. they came to see a gospel show, then they need to see all what gospel is. And. I could I could definitely attest to what you're saying because there's, it was a song. It was always that song. It was a scripture. It's that subtle thing mm -hmm. that can that can stop you from mm -hmm. 
a horrible situation. I, you know, and I always talk about suicide awareness and I tell people I'd rather hear your story than to have to read your obituary because whatever you're going through, I don't want you, it, nothing in this world is worth you losing your life. Nothing. Because right. your life was made precious. Everybody was beautifully and wonderfully made, no matter what situation you grew up in. And I just want, if anybody listening right now, I want you to know that you are enough. That despite oh, what That's somebody true. said to you, despite of the the what the hand has been dealt, despite of the parents you were given, despite of the sexual molestation, despite of the physical abuse, despite of all these things, despite the people said you were never smart enough. I mm. want you to know you are worthy you are enough because it's those things that somebody needed to hear to yeah. stop them from making that permanent solution for a temporary mm -hmm. issue. And one thing I could say to DW for when he was saying about Root, because I was actually at that same thing. I think that's where we first met was at that Root magazine um, event is that you have to remember people are still people. And people are scared of opinion. And when it comes to the industry, which I've seen um, with my own two eyes and have to have nobody tell me <laughs> what the industry is about, is that some people are not open to show themselves because we have been taught not to come as you are. We've mm -hmm. been taught how to imitate imitate what we want you know we've we've learned the catechisms you know how you doing bless and highly favor and then you over here in the back of your mind thinking about killing yourself right. you in the back of your mind thinking about really it's going into a horrible situation there's there's a lot of people that don't know who they are when popularity come the second phase of that should be humility because then that's how you balance it from really making you into something that you're not because once that is gone, you don't know what there is left. And you see that in people. You see that in celebrities. You've seen that in people that get this big fame and they and they they feed off people and don't and don't know where their source of strength come and their source of strength come from God. Mm -hmm. And God, see, one thing I always told people at, at when I was uh, lead pastor at my church is this: God is not here to set you up for you to just leave. God is here to set you up and to keep building you because those little starter tools that he gave you, that job that you was praying for, that car that you needed to get around, that was just the beginning. But you got to keep, you keep restarting yourself every time that you get which the little bit of something that you think is something and then got to restart because then you think you start smelling yourself. And when God said, let go, let God, meaning Stop trying to do it yourself and let me handle it. You keep thinking that you could get away from this addiction, but you ain't never asked me about it. You keep asking me for a better relationship, but you came to me for this marriage. Right. Actually, I had somebody in, this, in my church came to me and said, I've been through so many marriages. And I said, did you ever go to God, the one you hmm. made the promise to about hmm. your marriage? Or did you try to handle it yourself. It's funny how everybody don't realize when you come before God to make this promise, you actually making the promise to God that you will do these things, right? So that means he was the author of your marriage in the beginning, right? And and it shows with the power vested in me. That's that's what the person say, right? Before God. Yeah, before God. Right? So if, if you know this, 
we got to start learning where to go to. Stop with these starter kit situations and thinking that you're rich. It's kind of like somebody that got that stimulus check and thought they went rich. You <laughs> don't even know the riches that you are in, in that is promised to you, and you flaunting off of two dollars while God got a million dollar blessing your way. But wow. the only thing that you have to do is stay consistent and stay obedient to God and trust him no matter how scary it can be. Yeah. Amen. Pass the collection Amen. plate to my hand side oh, and donate to my <laughs> Don't even go there. You know, oh, Peter Simon, three times. I, Amen. Right. That, that's a real preacher. <laughs> Amen. But one thing I, I, I could definitely say is, Miss um, Aretha, that I really appreciate your ministry because what what artistry is in, in gospel, what makes it different than any type of artistry anywhere else is this. I'm a ministry. I'm not a product. Because no matter no matter what I come through, I'm a ministry. If we stay with that mindset, you won't get lost. I'm mm -hmm. a ministry. I'm not a product. Right. Because ministry, the person who controls the ministry is God. Yeah. A product get controlled by who pays for it. Come on. Amen. And somebody already paid the price for you, didn't they? Mm -hmm. On the cross all those many years ago. So if we could stop putting a price tag on ourselves of saying, this is what will let my Christianity be laid down. Mm -hmm. Then we could finally get to a point where you say, this is a ministry because I don't care if everybody think my music suck, but it's that one person found Jesus. <laughs> that's what it's really about. But that, that has to happen when a person understands who they are. Yeah. Boom. You know. yeah. There you go. That that just has to happen when they understand when they when they don't mm -hmm. understand who they really are and who's they yeah. who the who they really belong to, then of course they're gonna always have that question and they're gonna always have those those entities rise up in their life because they're not sure who they are. One thing mm -hmm. I could say that Riri, you know, I'm proud of you because you know mm -hmm. I know where you came from with your music. And one <laughs> thing I, <laughs> I I'm I'm serious when I heard the song here the last time. Reba, you know, <laughs> and she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm so proud of you because that took mm -hmm. you on a whole nother level. Yeah, that took you on a whole nother level. And I just want to, to ask you, when you did this, did you mm -hmm. feel like this was taking you out of your comfort zone? Oh, that's deep. <laughs> we were uh, just talking about that. Oh, that's deep. Well, I believe that when God gave it to me, I knew that it would be something special. And when he placed the producers that was going to do um, the production part of it, I knew that they were the ones to bring it out. Mm -hmm. Because what was in my mind was nowhere near what this came out. <laughs> nowhere near. You and know, like, <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm just saying, you know, I, you know, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, it was nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. Um, I was very honored to um, have worked with Wale, uh, Wale Oni, and he just brought he just 
took it to a whole nother level. Took it to, and I was, um, I was humble, obedient, and I and I and I listened to him. So and brought it out. I can be a little, a little bit. <laughs> we all can. <laughs> so speaking about that, you know, I love speaking to other artists because you know, I I think that's one big thing that as artists we sometimes get in our own way because mm-hmm. when you look at when you come with a producer, it's a partnership. You know, because you got a jail, you got a jail, you have a vision. But sometimes I feel like a lot of times I'm speaking for self. I get kind of like, that's not what God told me. You know, oh, and then no. you kind of get that girl, like that girl and then producers like, OK, but this but this sound, this is you're like, I don't know. I'm going to trust you with this one. And then you get mad because then you, you I don't know. I'm speaking for self. I'm going to speak only for self now. No, you, you're speaking to all of them. Yeah. Um, you be thinking that song is not gonna be as dope. You can be like, I didn't told you. You should have did it the way that I said it to do it. And then people are like, Oh, I like that. You be like, I guess it's all right. Right. I guess it's all right. That's just my personal journey. Well, that was all our personal journey. Amen. Amen. The big time. Time. You're like, I want right. you to add that. No, that don't sound right, but it sound right to me. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I, you're right because I remember when I exactly. first did my my first song. I think it was Jesus Alone, and I played it. Now, hear the hear this. I I was playing my own song. Now, I'm not a uh, uh, you know well skilled piano player, whatever you want to call it, keyboard player, but I do know how to put the chords where I need to put them at. You know, I do know how to do that. Um, and I played it and everything, and I let somebody hear it, and they told me, uh, no, you don't want to put, put that out like that. <laughs> and I'm saying, well, you know, God gave this to me in a dream. <laughs> you know. <laughs> not Dr. Clay. Right. Not somebody said, no, no, that was trash. No, don't put that out. Like that. Serious. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> I am so serious, and I was like so proud of it because I had mastered up playing it and recording it and putting a baseline to it, and I recorded myself to it, and I put my own backgrounds to it, and I was so happy. <laughs> Only to find out, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, you don't want to put that out there like that. So no. it crushed oh, my man. heart. It crushed my heart. <laughs> It was a hot mess. I'm, I'm gonna just let every artist that, that's out there know. Yes, you gonna get somebody to say it's trash. You gonna want to fight them. You gonna want to because you are gonna put so much effort in it. And yeah. one thing you have to learn is you gotta kind of grow in your in your craft, and it's gonna keep growing. You know, I, I'll share this with y'all. I just got an email during the show, and they said I like your song, but it ain't good enough to put into um, the magazine okay. that we do. And I said, well, well, fine then. Love you with the love of the Lord. You're going to get denied and rejected in this industry. And it's not for the weak. Because if you can't take criticism, you uh-huh. in the wrong field. There's going to be somebody going to say, nah, I don't like how your producer did. It'd be like, this project is done. I'm not going back. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Was, the levels could have been here and, and, and could have did this over here. And then you'd be like, okay. You yeah, think I'm, I'm changing it? Out. <laughs> no, I, I can say nope. the same 
think about it from, from this one to that one. You know, this this one was the first one. That's when I had to redo it. And it was a totally different feel. Mm-hmm. So you have to be, and I have to humble myself. It's like, okay, when you get a call, um, what's his, oh Lord, what is his name? Tom Schumann. When you get a call mm-hmm. from Tom Schumann to say, uh, I'm going to need you to come in. We're going to redo that. Right. All right. I'll be right, right. there. <laughs> and, you know, you, you'll listen. You, you'll listen to somebody. You you're better than me. Like, I ain't not wrong with it. You called me <laughs> well, in the first place. <laughs> you ha- you know, if you know, it, it, here's the thing. And I'm glad you brought that up, Reed. Because Tom Schumann, mm-hmm. we know who he is. And those that yeah. don't know him, he's been in this business like forever. And has yes. played with some major, major folks. And so for him to even come to you, mm-hmm. that was a blessing in itself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That was a blessing in itself. And then go back and recreate your stuff. Mm-hmm. That was another blessing. So when you have that, it's like you can't be dumbfounded because that you stopping your own blessing. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you have when God put it on somebody's heart, they come to you. You better take what God has given you because you just never know where it may go and how, how far it might reach. But yeah, mm-hmm. Tom Schumann, yeah, yeah. God, God, God knows. God bless him. Yeah. Out of the blue. Yeah. But so, no, I think you need to redo it. And we're gonna add two songs to that. And thank God that I've written the songs. So I, I, I wanted to add on to this. What is your future projects and things coming that people should be looking on the outlook for yeah. and being like, oh, we should pre-order that. And and do you have anything outside music that you're going to have come out? Um, outside of my project, yes, I have. Uh, two more, two songs coming out, and they're they're written by uh, Sharon Scott. One is our Holy Spirit, and I can't remember the other one. Lord Jesus have mercy. But one is our Holy Spirit. What's the other one? Um, oh, no. <laughs> I don't even Dr. Clay said the same thing. She was like, I remember, but I don't at the same time. Yeah, we're in the same concert. Yeah. Um, It'll come back to me. Yeah. But one was Holy Spirit. That was the last concert we did. But it was the concert before this. And let me see. It'll come. It'll come. But um, Sharon Sharon is the writer of those. And she's such an excellent writer, amazing writer and i have been telling her that for years i'm like girl sell the songs yeah, <laughs> she part. is an amazing writer and i'm like man i just i love her music i just mm-hmm. i just like and so i'm i'm sad that now she's getting the notoriety that she well well deserves and deserves She's an amazing writer, but yeah. Amen. Shout out to Sharon. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm supposed to, yeah. Oops. <laughs> to my memory. Anyway, so um one thing I could just say is this has been amazing. Uh, we've talked about your music, but we've really talked about a lot of stuff that I really feel like 
was that's why the devil didn't want you on 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 today because you was having your technical difficulties earlier because there was going to be some breakthroughs and some real deliverance and somebody that's going to hear it either now live or later on Facebook or later on the podcast, which is going to be on all digital platforms except Yay. title because title be hating we're gonna they gonna add us one day they're gonna realize because we got shout outs from dj envy and charlamagne so we can't be on title no don't get me started anyway so with that being said um i definitely wanted to just say I, it's been an honor to have you on there especially because you are one of my constituents here in las vegas as another artist mm -hmm. and it's great i remember first seeing you at the event i think it was the event at just faith ministries where we were all sitting in the same row and I had my little camera and i, I was recording the whole event and it was scrunched because it was before COVID, and there was a lot of people don't you i kind of admit i'm not gonna lie to you i if 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 you could tell me that COVID's gone tomorrow and we good, I probably do miss going to church events. We used to be on this show saying almost twenty church events <laughs> for the whole month, and we went down to church events to nothing. We don't we don't right. even do church announcements anymore mm -hmm. because we ain't got no church <laughs> announcements. Reverend Jesse. Yeah, Jack but you, hasn't you been on. But yeah. we got a new focus. You got and, a new focus. Announcements of events happening in the valley. Okay. It's going to be some breakthroughs, or maybe I do some inspirational words of Deacon Reverend Jesse Jackson, Pastor. <laughs> I think I think the main part, because you know the funny part about it is I do I, I do miss our announcement section that was sponsored by the Raiders. Um because right. I think the, the best part that I liked about that whole segment is that we really got to how can I say um show out and really get the whole this part because Cletus would come in. And when when Cletus came in, my Baptist side come on. Everybody, yeah, hey, hey. hold on, I can't get the voice. I ain't even did it. Yeah, uh huh. Amen. Hallelujah. This is Pastor Reverend Jackson and Mother. smiling. <laughs> <laughs> God said, stop playing. God said, stop playing. God said, stop playing. Yep. I'm done. That's that was God saying, stop playing. Cletus has retired and left the buildings. With the shot. Oh, Jesus. Cletus said, I hate this church. <laughs> Just walked out. I'm tired of this church. I thought we retired this. Oh. You don't pay me enough. Church ain't been open that long. Amen. I Chris will be happy. Chris will be happy. Chris, Chris would have died. Listen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, okay. All right. Amen. Amen. Seriously, bring it back. All right. Cool. So, 
Miss Aretha, we just thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you. And we know that you have a lot of great projects coming out. So we definitely want everybody to go and follow you and keep following you on everything that you're coming out. Cause I know you've got some great things. You are a, a Vegas native and you really going to make some ripples, even though you're doing a lot of stuff across the pond, I feel like God's going to bring you back. Yeah. So that's, that's some big things that's happening. Um, and I really wanted to say on behalf of Anointed Radio that we thank you for coming on, sharing your testimony, spending some time, sharing some laughs. Um, you family anyway. We see you at all the events once we <laughs> see each other again. But yes, we it's not like you're a stranger. So um, with that being said, uh, I just want to say thank you. And um, any parting words that you would like to say um, to the people? I would just say, listen, just listen to God. Mm -hmm. and, um, be humble enough to take a detour. If there's something that is out of pocket and there's something we need to change, this is the time and this season to do it. Mm -hmm. um, because there is a changing of the gods and you want to be a part of being that God. Amen. You want to be part of that. So um, just be humble in this season. Mm -hmm. And uh, get your get your life together. Get it get directed. Get it straight with God. This is not the time. Amen. And I just want to say an old phrase that DW forgot to say when she said you want to be part of the garden. And you just want to be part of the number. <laughs> I want to be in that number. Yeah, that was his quickening. That was his quickening. Hallelujah. I just want to be in the number. I ain't got Hallelujah. to be in the front. You just let me. Right. Be in the number. Just be in the number. You don't want to be in the Jehovah number, in the Jehovah Witness number, because okay, you missed that one. That's like a joke. Playing Jehovah Witness people. That's that's a joke. That's specific. That number already been up. If you want yeah. to do compilation and math, if you think about all the people on this earth, there's 150,000 people out of 2 million people in generations that passed. Y'all numbers is off. But anyway. <laughs> Amen. We love you. Jesus. Want you to be in that number, no. amen. So, with that being said, um, I just want to say, everybody, make sure you go download the anointed radio app. I hope you enjoyed yourself, all jokes and serious, and put everything into seriousness. Uh, we appreciate you. Definitely share the live, like the post, um, tell your friend about anointed radio, tell somebody, tell you know, turn to your neighbor and say, anointed radio has the best gospel in the land, you know, number something one, like that. number one. Number one radio station in Las Vegas, and you could be able to check us out around the world. No matter where you at, you could be able to see Anointed Radio and this show on all uh, podcast platforms, whatever you want to be. Make sure you check it in. So, with that being said, um, I would like Miss Aretha, yeah, not to be confused with Franklin. Mm. <laughs> Cause I, cause, uh, cause I can lie to you. Cause um, iTunes be like, you mean Aretha Franklin? I'm like, no, 
I'm looking for Aretha Harding. Okay. <laughs> I want you to stop confusing her. But with that being said, would you like to introduce your song, Heal the Land? And after uh, she introduced her song, we'll be playing Heal the Land. And then you church will be dismissed. You could be able to go and listen to her song and um, all that good stuff. So would you could you please give us the honor of introducing your song, Heal the Land? Well, this is my brand new single, Heal the Land, Second Chronicles uh, 7 and 14, for who I call by name will humble themselves and seek thy faith and turn from thy wicked ways. He will, he will heal from heaven and heal the land. Come on. Amen. Here's the land, everybody. Enjoy. Turn your music up. Turn your speakers up. Here is here the man, everybody. See y'all next week. If my people who I call by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from thy wicked ways, I hear from heaven and heal the land. Who I call by my name will humble themselves and pray. Oh, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven and heal your land. I'll heal the land. Heal the land. Heal all the land. Seek my face and I'll heal the land. Heal the land. To the heal this Sing land. My face and I'll heal the land. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face turn from thy wicked ways. I hear from heaven and heal the land. I heal the land. We need you right now. Seek my face and I'll heal the land. We need you to heal the land. Heal the land. We call upon you. I will heal the land. You said we should. Seek my face and I'll heal the land. Oh, please heal the land. Heal our nation. Heal the land. Heal the land. Seek my face and I'll heal the land. Let your love reign. Sickness and disease and 
Heal our land.